Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NFLs. It is a 1993 uh, 2D platformer from the Nintendo SNES. You play as Yoshi. You try to deliver baby Mario safely to the other side of the island. I am Jacob Wilkinson. I'm uh, Drew Baby Luigi Wade. <laughs> With us again this week, we've got uh, a co-member of Next Season Sports Media, Brendan. How are you today, Brendan? I'm doing great, y'all. Thanks for having me again. Of course. Um, yeah, we couldn't get anybody new- else, so. <laughs> <laughs> we tried so hard. We, we we DM'd like every good potential guest we could think of, and then after we started seeing those little blue check marks like pop up as red without like any responses, Drew was like, "I'm just gonna text the next season sports media group message again, I guess." So, <laughs> and then still responded, and, and so and so nobody responded in that text. <laughs> yeah, actually, we were recording yesterday, like the good nba podcast brendan on the episode was like oh yeah is that invitation still open i was like yeah dude come on that's funny yeah because we had talked about this idea that we have for this episode and i'm gonna i'm gonna wait till i throw it to you to get to that but uh like i when it, we'd also talked about maybe taking hot takes from from listeners so when like neither seemed to be paying out i was like i guess we're just gonna like shoot the ish for like an hour and talk about the NFL. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems like this might be our most like directionless episode we've ever recorded, but, <laughs> but we're here. We have this idea before we get to this idea though, a couple of headlines across, across the league. You guys want to talk some news, some breaking news. Absolutely. So, uh, first thing I want to get into, not so breaking as of today, but as of our last recording, definitely is breaking. Uh, I want to take a little victory lap here. Because the NFL is going to be fun this year because Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. I'm taking a victory lap lap because all throughout the offseason, since after the playoffs, people were like, oh, I think this is Taysom's job. He seems like the safer pick. And I'm just like, have you guys watched these two play quarterback? Like Jameis Winston is actually a quarterback. Taysom Hill is a special teamer masquerading as a quarterback. I don't understand how people thought yeah. Taysom would win this job, but yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you and I have both been staunchly team Jameis through this whole process. So no, no surprises here. I think even like on our, every time we talked about the saints this preseason, whether it was like divisionally or in the grand scheme of things, we, it was kind of under the assumption that it would be under Winston's, ever watching I, um, I think we both kind of thought that was going to be the case. Brennan, you, however, did not think that was going to be the case. If I remember correctly, what do you, what do you think uh, about well, this? No. So Cam said, um, that Taysom Hill was going to have the starting job. Yeah. Um, like a Tebow thing, but I, I always kind of thought it was Jameis and I was hoping it was going to be Jameis because we need more of those pregame speeches. Yeah. Oh, just terrible. Uh, so, absurd. <laughs> I, need some more, I need some more yummy W's to eat. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, let's get Jameis in there, and then I will pick uh, the defense he's playing against every week in fantasy. Yeah, I, that's a great call, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know, dude. LASIK. Yeah. I haven't seen 
LASIK Jameis yet. So yeah, know. maybe that's the secret. Yeah. I think um I think like I definitely when I saw that news was like hmm, maybe I should be looking for Tampa Bay's defense <laughs> like in this draft. Like like I mean I already like Tampa Bay's defense a little bit, but especially now that they get two games a season against Jameis, who they themselves sure, yeah. have seen in action, you know, I think I think it's safe to assume he's gonna put up at least 10 solid rockets to the, to the Tampa Bay D that <laughs> this season. <laughs> um, uh, some other quarterback news, um, maybe one that I w- am not as thrilled about. Uh, it seems that Drew Locke is going to be taking the L <laughs> over in Denver, and this is Teddy's team. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. I think, like, I don't know, Drew Locke, to me, a friend of mine like said that this was no a no brainer to him because like Teddy Bridgewater is like top five in like completion rate or something like that, and Drew Locke was like last place in that same stat. I'm pretty sure it was completion rate. Um, but even though that like kind of tells one story, for me that kind of tells like another story with these two quarterbacks. It's kind of what I've already been saying, which is I kind of feel like with Teddy Bridgewater, like what you see is what you get, like. The reason that his completion rate, in my opinion, is so high is because he goes for a lot of exceptionally safe plays, which you know is like something that I can get down with this year with this like really, really easy uh, schedule that Denver has ahead of them, which like, by the way, just so our listeners know, I'm kind of on the hopium train again a little bit, I think. Um, (laughs) But like, I, I think like in the long run though, Drew Locke to me is like a more exciting quarterback. He's like a little bit more gutsy and like kind of wants to go for the, for the riskier, higher risk, high reward plays. It hasn't really panned out so far, but I think with time, like it, it could. So I, I don't know really how I feel about this. I, I'm curious what y'all's perspective is on it. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen Teddy two gloves in a long time. And the last <laughs> yeah. time we did, he did. I mean, he was good for the Saints. Um, yeah, I thought he was fine. I mean, it wasn't like he's yeah, exceptional, fine. but yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Andy Mac? Um, I'm a little disappointed because this was another. We were very uh, vocally pro Drew Locke on this podcast. Uh, yeah. I think I think the team definitely has a higher ceiling with Drew Locke, but at the same time, they have a lower floor with Drew Locke. So. Um, yeah, Vic Fangio kind of like a seems like kind of a boring guy to me, so I guess this pick mm. like makes sense. Like, yeah, um, he's not gonna he's not gonna take a chance, but uh, I heard somebody say something that I thought was like right on point. Like, uh, with this by deciding to go with Teddy, um, they are at the same time lessening their chances of competing this year, and they're also lessening their chances of having like a drastically high draft pick. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree. Bad bad middle ground to be in. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. I think Denver has just been playing it too safe. Like in this post Peyton Manning era, like going for a lot of these, like, you know, kind of washed up QB names, not, not saying that Teddy Bridgewater is anywhere near the same, like problem echelon as like Joe Flacco, but like, you know, yeah. Case Keenum. Yeah. But like, Denver, in my opinion, has just been playing it way too safe, like in this post Peyton Manning era. And we haven't really been able to find an identity. Like, I think our main identity for the last five years has been just like 
that like Vaughn is still around and can maybe do something with our defense again and like get us back to where we were. But like outside of that, it's also just been this ever rotating door of QBs that I just thought were like not enough bane for their buck basically. And, and head coaches that didn't seem interested in picking up dubs, honestly. So I don't know. Like I said, I think our schedule is tremendously easy this year. Like I, I put us in like the eight to 11 win range, like honestly. So um, I, so I'm hopeful. Like I think that this Teddy Bridgewater pick could turn into like a, into like a 10 win season, but like, just like I've been saying for the last couple of years, I'm so tired of us ending with five wins and like not get, like basically what you said, like we're not in wild card contention and we're not getting good draft spots. So like, yeah, I kind of wanted the feast or famine season, but like if we get double digit wins, even without like a wild card spot or like nine wins in a wild card, which I don't think couldn't happen in the AFC, but you know what I mean? Like if one of those two things happened, I think I would be like, okay, this was obviously a really successful season. Mm-hmm. And I think Teddy Bridgewater can get us there, but I think Drew Locke could have made us like the surprise like team in this league this year, honestly. Um, it's just kind of my feeling. Yeah. So Bridgewater um, will probably get hurt. Anyway, though, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not There's wrong that too. And then we'll we'll see Drew yeah. Lock anyway. We'll see him yeah. at some point. Yeah, Drew Lock. I think he was very humble in defeat about this, and um, I've really appreciated everything he's had to say so far. And it seems like he's definitely still like campaigning for this spot, basically. And I and I admire that, and I want to see that from QB too. Like, no matter who it is. So, I don't know. I feel all right about Denver right now. One one last piece of quarterback news. Do you want to introduce us on this one, Brennan? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, it's got to be huh. Cam Newton. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> uh, Mr. Newton has been dropped from the Patriots roster, so no more QB battle, and he won't even be on the roster. So we'll see where he ends up. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Houston. That's wild yeah. to me. I... it has become i don't know it's become like less wild to me like over the course of the day like especially now that i saw this like thing that can post on his like instagram story with like (laughs) all of the like if you hold down the letter on like your apple (laughs) keyboard symbols yeah all alt symbols like in all these like alt symbols he just posted like don't worry about me i'll be fine with like a wiki face or something so I was kind of shocked at this morning when I heard the news, like this is like definitely not a Belichick move at all. What the hell? Like, why wouldn't they want to keep Cam Newton around as QB two? Like it's August. <laughs> like, it's not like he's going like, to play at the table or anything like that, but I don't know. It seems like maybe he actually did because now that he's posted that, I'm starting to wonder maybe Cam was just kind of straight up like, like play me or drop me basically. And also if I'm not mistaken, he got paid. So if he's getting paid by this team and he's also about to go make bank being like the worst QB in the league in Houston, you know, by all means, I guess like. Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick over this time that Cam Newton has played for them has just espoused how much he respects him. So uh, mm-hmm. I really don't think he would have just made this decision, just cut him without talking to him yeah. about it beforehand. I think this just makes it easy for him to go somewhere else rather than if they kept him, it would have to be a whole trade scenario and stuff like that. So that's what I'm thinking about this. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Brennan, what's your take? 
it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious too what the COVID protocol stuff has to do with it, if anything. Yeah. As well, maybe we'll get a story later on in the year about mm-hmm. what happened during this little break. But that's a good point. That reminds me of one last piece of news I want to talk about. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> one, one last piece of news, uh, and what I believe is the first COVID-related find of the year: uh, the Buffalo Bills <laughs> of all teams. Uh, one of their wide receivers. I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. Jared, do you know who it was? You're talking about Isaiah McKenzie? Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie. That's right, yeah. Isaiah McKenzie was asked on seven occasions to put on a mask. <laughs> it was fined like $14,000. <laughs> is insane. Whew. Drew, take thoughts. <laughs> is um, the Bills. We knew it I would mean, be the Bills. We did know it would be We talked about this. Um I'd never even heard of this guy before, honestly. And then yeah. I don't really know what angle he was going for, posting it on Twitter. Like, he just said, you got me. Like, yeah, they, they got you. I mean, you did this to yourself. I don't know what, <laughs> what, you're, what you're looking for here. And a funny thing is he actually accidentally, when he first posted that, left his Gmail account in the picture, apparently. So I uh, oh like uh, 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 Gmail account. Yeah. <laughs> now they oh, that's you. so funny. I think he's just probably not a super intelligent guy, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think he really was playing an angle. I think he was just like doesn't. I mean, I looked at his Twitter for a while. He very obviously, like most of the Buffalo Bills, does not care about COVID. And <laughs> most of the Buffalo Bills being Cole Beasley, the only one that's really vocal about <laughs> that, it. That is not true, is, bro. Okay, no, this is this is actually a fact. Like the league is ninety two percent vaccinated. The Buffalo Bills are sixty seven percent vaccinated. Like mm. they are far and away the least vaccinated team in the league. Well, they're not actually. They're not the least. I know the Colts are the least vaccinated team, which. Uh, oh really? Wentz just ended up on the COVID list and uh, couldn't be my quarterback. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Carson Wentz is anti-vax. That actually doesn't surprise me, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I hate this league. What? What Cam said last week about like these are like the people our kids look up to. Like at let, I think there's been like six or seven different occasions this last week where I heard some COVID-related football story and was like. Man, what Cam said like could not have been more accurate. Like it just it affected me to my core. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all the news. Drew, can you think of anything I missed? Uh, no, I think you covered everything uh, that I was hoping to get into. Fifty-three man roster cutdowns were today, so I mean, oh, everybody facts. knows what your day one roster is going to be for your favorite team. So that's exciting. Yep. I just can't wait to play football. I may watch them play football. <laughs> Are you playing this year, bro? <laughs> I'm in there. In the next somewhere. All right. I'm going to now hand you the proverbial mic, and you're going to introduce this because this is outside of my wheelhouse a little bit. All right. We're jumping right into my wheelhouse that I've just picked up <laughs> uh, recently. Um, so we're going to be introducing a facet to this show that we've talked about in the past, but never have really brought on. And that is going to be fantasy football. Um, so today we're going to be doing a mock draft. We're going to be going through um, on Sleeper, which is the platform that we're using for our Dynasty Fantasy League this year. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've each claimed a spot. We're doing a 12-team PPR draft uh, we've each claimed a spot in the draft, and then computers are going to fill in the interim. So we'll just be going through, kind of filling out our rosters, giving giving our thoughts as we make each pick. 
Um, I'm going to be ch- picking from the ninth position because Shady, friend of the show, uh, asked me to because he's drafting from that position in a uh, in a draft in the near future. So, uh, Brendan, why don't you tell the people uh, what you decided to do with that information? <laughs> Yeah, I so we get to this draft board and it's completely wide open just with Drew at the nine spot here. And I'm, like, I'm gonna go ahead and take the uh, eight spot right. In front of you. <laughs> so that's super cool. I yeah, <laughs> I, I decided to go with number three because um, I am super unfamiliar with fantasy and I like got ten out of ten in our draft this this uh, last weekend and. Kind of like came up with a crazy on the on the fly strat that I'm kind of into that I think kind of also sucks a little bit. Um, and uh, maybe I'll get into a little bit more later, but um, Ooh, okay, I, I just kind of wanted to try some some earlier in the draft play. And um, Drew kind of said something after I selected team number three, and then Drew said something like right afterwards that was basically like my thought process for picking number three. Um, like one or two usually is pretty obvious. And also I didn't really want to do like a snake or anything like that. So I thought like, you know, this way I'll always have a couple picks on either side of me, like every round. Um, so I think maybe this would be an interesting strategic spot to hone in my, my drafting skills. So there's my thought process. Nice. Right. And uh quick note here. I've done a couple mock drafts on fantasy or on uh, sleeper before, and sometimes they do, a little, a little bit of wacky stuff. So you might actually end up with one of those top two players here. Uh, we'll see. Oh, cool. But uh, uh, we've got no objections. Or let's go ahead and get this started. So I'm going to start it. All right, team one on the clock. Uh, hmm. Looks like I don't have it set to pick automatically for the CPUs. So that's well. No, right. Let them think about it. Dude. All right, I'm gonna let the computer think about it. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty tough. I mean, the it's a big pick first. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Wait. So what's happening? <laughs> Wait. Sorry. Is okay. It gonna... Okay. Team one. Team wow. one went with Dalvin Cook. Oh, surprise! Instead of so Christian I'm... McCaffrey. Okay. Wait, this thing is going to like take its time. Christian McCaffrey. All right. So, Jacob, you are on the clock. All Dalvin right. Cook. <laughs> okay. Who are you going with? So, over who I think is the more obvious third pick of Alvin Kamara, I'm actually going to go Derrick Henry. Um, I kind of wanted to pick up Derrick Henry in our league. Like, he was kind of my hope for the first round because like in dynasty, you know, he's like a little older. Um, so, I, I like value this guy pretty highly. Um, I don't know why that just happened. What the heck just happened? Yeah, I don't know why I did that, but I value this guy pretty highly. I think that, I mean, obviously he's pretty pivotal in the Tennessee um, wheelhouse. And also I think like with Julio Jones being hurt, like Derrick Henry is like probably going to be relied on a little bit more for a while. Like I referenced um, at one point in our show, like I don't think that Julio Jones is really going to heat up for, a little bit. So, yeah, that's my thought process. I'm going to go Derrick Henry here. I think he's going right. to have a pretty solid year. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, people have been debating, like, whether to take him early uh, pretty much every year. And then every year when people don't take him early, they, they're kicking themselves. Because, yeah. I mean, they're always like, certainly he can't do it again. Then he does it again. So, all right. Yeah. And then Team 4 takes Alvin Kamara. 
team five goes with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that's pretty wow. spicy going. Whew. I mean, I could understand if this was a dynasty draft, but this is a redraft league. So I don't know that team five really likes Jonathan Taylor. Six, <laughs> Nick Chubb. Team seven, Ezekiel Elliott. And that puts Brendan on the clock. I pick number. Eight. Oh, I get Barkley at eight. Are you kidding me? Have that's to not take even. That. That is not even the craziest place I've seen him. Like I'm in a 12 team league and I drafted from the seventh position and I was just choosing between Elliot and Barkley. I went with Elliot and then Barkley wow. was still there when it came back <laughs> to me in the second round. I was like, you guys are insane for letting this guy fall to me this far. Yeah. But anyway. you end up with Zeke and Barkley. Yeah. So that, that was a uh, pretty insane. The questionable probably scares people. Yeah, definitely. I think so. People just have that injury question mark in mind with Saquon. But I mean, if he plays up to his potential that he showed his rookie year, I mean, yeah. he's going to be absolutely insane. So, yeah, I, I would bet on him having a pretty solid year, honestly. I think he's one of the more underrated running backs in the league at the moment. Yeah, definitely. All right, also, so... not to mention, like, new, also, one other thing, not to mention, uh, NYG is a train wreck at the moment. And usually, like, in a in a situation like that, like you want to rely on, like what works, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I think he's going to be getting a lot of touches this year. Definitely. So I mean, great pick for Brendan there at uh, pick number eight. So here I am at pick number nine. A couple different ways I can go here. Can start get I can get my wide receiver one with uh, Tyree Kill or Devonte Adams. Maybe even if I'm feeling high on Stephon Diggs, reach for him a little bit. But the way that I do drafts is I like to stack up running back at first, especially in a PPR league. Running back is super important to have a good one, especially a three down back guy that can catch passes out of the backfield. Um, So I'm going to pass up on the wide receivers and Travis Kelsey here. I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Jones out of Green Bay. Oh, interesting. All right. And then after me, uh, Austin Eckler went to team 10 and Tyree killed Travis Kelsey. Devontae Adams, Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. I was kind of hoping Austin Eckler might fall all the way back to me, uh, but yeah, <laughs> directly after me. So obviously that's <laughs> not going to happen here. So um, so the top four wide receivers have gone off. Tyree killed DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, Devon, Devontae Adams. So I still on the board at wide receiver are Metcalf and Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, that tier of wide receivers. But I'd like to go really heavy here uh, with running back in the first couple rounds, uh, personally. So the guys I'm looking at are Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and Antonio Gibson. And I'm going to go with somebody that uh, I believe... I, actually, I have two of these guys in our uh, in our Dynasty League. I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson from Washington, just because I think uh, he showed a lot of potential last year as a pass catcher, even though he wasn't always used on third down. But I think he's going to be electric this year, and I think he's going to get a lot of use in that backfield. So Antonio Gibson, for me, putting Brendan on the clock. Nice. And I'm going to go ahead and go Metcalf here at 25. I just think it's great value. Okay. Nice. And then after Brendan went Mixon, Patrick Mahomes, Ridley, AJ Brown. Now Jacob is back on the board with the 10th pick in the third round. Oh boy. Howdy. Okay. Um, I was really hoping to find myself some Patrick Mahomes, if I'm being honest, this is like uh, a similar situation. Yeah. 
This is a similar situation I found myself in with our draft the other day. So I guess I'll kind of like get into this, like what I was referring to earlier. So in our draft the other day, um, like being to the out of 10, like pretty much all of the like S tier running backs were gone. Like by the time it got to me and I didn't really like know what to do with that. So I ended up just grabbing like, uh, like Hill and Adams back to back. Cause like, okay, whatever. I'll just have like the two best wide receivers in the league. Who cares? Um, not by yeah. like by doing that, I didn't realize that then like all of the A tier running backs would immediately disappear. And by the time yeah. it came back to me, I was like, okay, well, this sucks. So I ended up just taking Kelsey and um like uh Lamar that round. And actually, sorry, not Kelsey. Uh I took uh the the tight end out of Mark Andrews Baltimore. Yes, Mark yeah. Andrews, thank you. Yeah, I just stacked Andrews and Lamar. And then, like, went for another round of wide receivers because at that point, nobody else was picking running backs. And I was just like, okay, whatever. It was just clear to me I wasn't going to get good running backs. So, yeah, so I'm, like, trying to avoid making that mistake again because I think that that could pay off for me, like, because I am, like, pretty freaking stacked everywhere but (laughs) running back. Um, So, but I'm kind of interested in, like, a little bit more of a standard draft this time around. Not to mention, I am going to get to pick again in about like four picks here. So I'm just going to take um, Harris out of Pittsburgh, which is just like one of the better running backs we have on the table. I like him a lot, like especially over. I'm looking at a couple of the other options here: Josh Jacobs, um, Edward Clyde Edwards. I can't see the full thing from Casey. Clyde but, Edwards, Alaire. Like, <laughs> yeah, Alaire. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, I, I I think I'm a little bit more comfortable with Harris here, so I'm going to go with that. All right, and then after solid value there. That, yeah, definitely. End of the second round's good for Najee Harris. Then after you went Clyde, Justin Jefferson, George Kittle, Darren Waller. So that's the top three big tight ends off the board, and you're back on the board for the third pick in the third round. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to decide what value I want here. I think... Um... Yeah, okay, so I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and swoop up Josh Allen here. Um, I kind of have been interested in, like, every time I've tried to get interested in draft, I've kind of liked the idea of getting, like, one of the more solid QBs on the table, like, mm-hmm. relatively early, especially if it's an offense that I feel pretty, like, secure about. And Buffalo is, like, a great example of that. And Mahomes, I think, is one of the only other, like, pretty good examples in, in the league right now, which is why I think these are the two QBs that you do see get drafted early, like if ever. So I feel pretty good about the, the wide receiver pool, even though it's going to be a little bit before it comes back to me. And uh, I just think I can get pretty significant advantage in QBs with this draft. If I go ahead and pick up Allen here. So there you go. All right. And that's always a question is like, how early is too early to draft one of those top tier uh, quarterbacks? But uh, when you got guys like Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, like fantasy superstars, you, we see they yeah. just keep getting drafted earlier and earlier. So you really get an advantage when you got one of those guys on your team. So yeah, that was kind of. A, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna say that's kind of one of the reasons why I felt comfortable with like going Lamar a little bit earlier, like I was, as I was referring to earlier, um, like just because like he even though he's not like one of the like fantasy superstars like we were talking on this show about like those running quarterbacks and um how trustworthy i i I feel about them so yeah that's another pretty good example of when i when i think it's an interesting option all right so after you went swift mclaurin allen and allen robinson uh bringing up brendan's third pick uh really wanted keenan allen here in the ppr league uh but we're gonna 
we'll go ahead and go Miles Sanders um, oh. because we like the pass catching running back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He he did have a little trouble catching the ball last year. Had some drop troubles, but I think uh, he's been working on that a lot this off season, and I think he'll be pretty good. Uh, so I think you got a good value there and towards the end of the third round. All right, so I am up. I've got Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson uh, with my first two picks. So uh, my kind of stratagem that I've strategy that I've picked up here, um, I take two great bell cow running backs early and then there's just so many receivers in the league i just typically will go receiver for several rounds at this point but um right now there's no i don't really feel like reaching on any of the next receivers seeing as i'm gonna pick again in uh what like six after six more picks so i think the receiver i've got my eye on will still be there um and i'm gonna do something i usually don't do I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go Kyler Murray here. Um, oh, I mean, man. I literally just typed in our chat that I thought you were going to do that at 4-4. So this is a round early, actually. Yeah, I'm impressed. Um, I, I usually don't – I usually I'm a guy that I will wait until like 8 or 9. This year, pretty much in every league, I've waited until like 8 or 9, and I've drafted um, Jalen Hurts just because I think he has similar capabilities. Um, but Kyler has already shown last year that he can do this, so he's more of a surefire pick for that dual-threat quarterback. So I'm going to go with Kyler here, and we're going to see how that's going to turn out for me. Nice. I'm happy you picked Kyler because I was curious what you guys were thinking about his value because he seems – the number three quarterback seems a little high for him. To I think I, I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. I, I don't know that I'm like – comfortable calling him like top five in this league but i do understand how he could be projected at number three like from a fantasy perspective because he, he is like so freaking versatile man like i feel yeah. like every time i watched an arizona win last year like kyler murray found like a completely different avenue of victory and like just like just as often as he was comfortable handing it off or like putting it up like he took it himself and I, like i was really impressed with his versatile like versatility like i said so yeah, I, I think he's yeah. super valuable. I understand why he like is is coveted in fantasy at the moment, and especially like in our dynasty league. Like, I thought if any QB had a chance of being picked early, it was him because he's so freaking young too. Like, he has a he has an insane career ahead of him. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of touched on this a little <sighs> bit. Even if sometimes his real football, uh, what he brings to the team, isn't the netting the team wins. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, he is. Uh, incredible yeah. just and when you got he's any, a numbers machine <laughs> when you, yeah when you get any quarterback that can uh throw and run like he can i mean that's valuable on the fantasy field so um yeah. so i was saying there was a wide receiver i was hoping was gonna fall to me uh he did not uh that was cd lamb he he went i think he's gonna explode this year uh so after me went chris carson mike evans cd lamb Jacobs, Lamar Jackson, David Montgomery. Now I am back with the fourth pick in the fourth round. So I'm looking at wide receiver here. On the board, we got Julio Jones, Mari Cooper, Chris Godwin. So uh, I think here I'm going to go with uh, the guy that I think is going to be the best receiver in Tampa Bay this season is Chris Godwin with a full offseason work with Tom Brady. Uh, he missed some time last year, and that ate into his fantasy value, but when he was out there healthy playing with Tom Brady, uh, he put up great numbers. So full season of that, full off season, I think he's going to be a good, good wide receiver one for this team. That puts Brendan on the clock with the four oh five. 
Nice. And I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking about going receiver here. Um, a big piece of me wants to take a shot on Adam Thielen here, but I mm. will not. And I'm, I'm going to take, because it's a PPR league, Amari Cooper. I know he's not going to have the end zone targets, but he's going to make receptions. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And uh, Thielen, while he has been great in in fantasy the past few years, I mean, he had so many touchdowns last year, and that's why he was so good for fantasy. And you can't really count on that to stick year over year. Um, yeah. And he's like 33 years old as well, so at some point he's going to be dropping off. True. So I, yeah. I like your pick of Cooper there. That was the guy, uh, if I wasn't going to take Godwin, I was going to take Cooper. So after that, Kyle Pitts uh, going in the fourth round, rookie tight end. That's a crazy pick there for Team 7, in my humble opinion. <laughs> uh, but uh, Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Daryl Henderson, Russell Wilson, that brings up Jacob's fourth pick. Yeah, um, so I think that this is probably going to be the second league in a row, that I mean the second draft in a row where I'm going to take a relatively early Mark Andrews pick. Um, I, I'm just like looking at this wide receiver table, like – Cup, Woods, Moore, Thielen, Lockett, Chase. Like I, I feel relatively even on all those guys, and so I don't really care like which four got taken out of that pool. I think like by these other by these like by team one and team two ahead of me. So like with that in mind, I think Andrews is a guy who Lamar really relies on pretty heavily, and um, I think he's pretty valuable in the in the tight end position. So I, I'm just gonna go and pick him up here and just go with whatever wide receiver is returned to me, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So after you, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Kareem Hunt, and then Tyler Lockett, you're back on the board. All right, and it's leaving Woods for me, which I do not mind at all. I was definitely keeping my eye on this uh, LAR wide receiver because you guys, you you boys know how much <laughs> I love this, this Los Angeles oh, Rams yeah. offense. Oh, Man. boy, howdy. I feel like you're getting super good value getting Bobby Trees here in the fifth round. So that's I pretty agree. good for you. <laughs> so after you went Deontay Johnson, Thielen, Gaskin, Jamar Chase brings Brendan back onto the board. And oh, look at that. Look who's ranked number one in the remaining <laughs> uh, <laughs> ADP here. Staring you right in the face. I know. And I, I can't pass it up. I got to go Justin Herbert. <laughs> there Both he is. In our league and in the mock draft. Yeah, I think I so, had to take him around earlier than in our league, though. Yeah, I mean that that's another I mean dynasty young quarterback that's kind of already proven himself sure. a little bit. So uh that made him a little more valuable for a dynasty draft. Also in our draft, I was planning on taking Justin Herbert the very same round that Brendan took him. So that was one of three times <laughs> I had my uh <laughs> I had my QB sniped away. My co- yes, my QB sniped away. Okay. So now I'm on the clock with the 509. Uh I've already got RB1, RB2. Got I picked up Kyler Murray, first time I've gone early quarterback, and I got Chris Godwin. Um so I'm really still wanting to get some wide receivers here. I think a lot of good guys. There are a lot of good guys here. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas isn't going to be playing for half the year, so that's definitely a no for me. Kenny Galladay having some questions with injury. Brandon Ayuk is was sidelined the last time that we saw him in the preseason, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's as big of a deal, and I think Ayuk is a really good player. So that is who I'm going to be taking here in the fifth round. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. How do you feel about Juju here? 
Uh, Juju is probably. I, was about him. I think he might be my least favorite out okay. of the three uh, Pittsburgh wide receiver. He's still on the board. Coming back to me here. Um, yeah, I've I've got really cold on Juju like the last couple of seasons. I feel like I like Big Ben coming back. That's true. Yeah, it's it's just last year mm-hmm. like. As like as much as I talked about like the Steelers just being like an empty top team to me, like Juju was like a, a pretty key member of that storyline for me. Like it just kind of seemed like he was having one of his most whatever seasons while they were like randomly on top of things, <laughs> like yeah. which is very confusing to me. So I think when you're talking when we're talking about Pittsburgh wide receivers for fantasy, Deontay Johnson is going to get a million targets. So that's why he usually goes first. Just from especially in a PPR league, pure volume perspective, he's going to get a lot of catches, a lot of yards. Uh, so he's absolutely the first guy that should go. And then after that, I think Juju is more of a safe pick for like you've seen him produce in the past. Um, Jamar or not Jamar Chase? I'm sorry, Chase Claypool on the other hand, was a rookie last year and kind of exploded towards the end of the year, if I'm not mistaken. So if he can yeah. play up to his like total super freak athletic potential, then he's definitely going to be better than Juju. But that's he's still a bit of a question mark, which is why I think he's ranked last in average draft position here. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm back on the board after my last pick went Hawkinson, James Rodgers, Prescott, Michael Thomas, Javante Williams, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm still looking wide receiver here. Like I said, I really like to load up on these guys in the middle rounds. So I'm going to be a bit of a homer here and take a shot on one Mr. Devontae Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just because um, he just... Obviously, they invested high draft capital in him this year. Mm-hmm. He's already like the best route runner on the team. Jalen Hurts is going to be peppering him with targets. He's going to have a lot of opportunities this year. So I really like Devontae yeah. Smith. Yeah, I think Hurts also strikes me as the kind of guy who would like really enjoy finding a key pass member like in a fellow like rookie to the league. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. I think Jalen Hurts would really like to load that guy up if he gets the chance to. So yeah, I think that's a solid pick. All right, so that brings Brendan onto the board. Who are we going with, my man? It's really just between two guys here for me. It's between Odell and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm not a big Galladay mm-hmm. fan. Uh, haven't heard good things out of New York early in the year mm-hmm. about Kenny Galladay. So there were like some problems with separation and like he couldn't get open and stuff in camp. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to take Odell here. Yeah, Odell um, coming back off the ACL injury. Yeah, but he will be he'll be coming off the bench anyway, and I'm I'm waiting on a tight end that I like. So let's let's take a high risk, high reward pick in Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, if he gets back to uh if he gets back to New York levels of production, that's a great pick for the sixth round. So Yeah, I agree. So after Brennan took Odell, went T. Higgins, Gus Edwards, Kenny Galladay, Chase Edmonds putting Jacob back on the board with the 10th pick in the sixth round. Yeah, I'm actually pretty happy that I went with the with uh the early like Andrews and Allen. I feel like I'm getting kind of insane like value out of this round five, round six wide receiver pickups. I, I'm gonna go Juju here, even though I said that I'm a little cold on him, like cold from the perspective of this being like you know, one of the the more interesting wide receivers in the league a few years ago. Like he's still 
is yeah. uh, he's still like a overall a, a like high point producer and a high point producing offense. So yeah, this is yeah like this Woods and Smith Schuster combo in, in rounds five and six. I'm I'm very very pleased with. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pick up Juju here. I think I would have liked to get Odell if Brennan had left him for me, but that's okay. I get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, after you took Juju, went Raheem Mostert, Tom Brady with the last pick in the sixth round. Then we had Leonard Fournette, uh, Mike Davis of the Atlanta Falcons, putting you back on the board with the seven oh three. Heck yeah! All right, so I like to uh, I like to have a little bit of of orange and blue on my on my fantasy team if I can help it, like just a little <laughs> bit, like just. Just so I have a little bit of a reason on top to like root for the Broncos every year. So I'm kind of between Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy, which to me are the like the two players in this offense to keep an eye on the most. Like I think that these two are sort of like the future of our offense a little bit. Um, I am very big on Melvin Gordon, and I did not love Jerry Judy last year, but I think that like this offseason is going to return some good things for him and I have a suspicion that the quarterback that was jiving with Jerry Judy a little bit more was going to find themselves a little bit more likely to find the job. So I'm hoping that Teddy Bridgewater and Judy uh, were able to find some some gel this offseason. Um, I'm, I'm, I like this pickup, so I'm going to go for my third wide receiver in a row here. Grab my boy, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> All right, I like that pick. I think Judy is in for a good season. Last year, he led the mm-hmm. league in uh, uncatchable targets, I believe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, can't really blame mm. all of his rookie uh, troubles on just him. But I think I think you got a good pick there. So that bring, after after Judy after Jacob takes Judy went another Bronco Noah Fant and then Trey Sermon Melvin Gordon wow third Bronco of the round and then DJ Shark. <laughs> We Brandon. we are a round seven team, bro. This yeah, is right where absolutely. you find Broncos players. <laughs> Me- mediocrity, baby. And then <laughs> that brings Brendan to the board with and the 708. Well, what's funny is Sutton actually is very interesting here too. Um, yeah. So yeah. another Bronco potentially, but uh, Claypool has been passed up far too long in this draft. So yeah, I agree. Kind of got to go him here. I kind of have a theme. For my team, I'm waiting uh, for on a tight end. So uh, I hope we're not waiting on the same guy, but I guess we'll find <laughs> out on that. Uh, so hopefully, I pick first. <laughs> we will. Maybe I should just take my tight end. Mm, we'll, see. We'll, see the, we'll see how these next few picks go. Um, so I've taken. Yeah, four. you get to pick twice before he picks again. That's true. I've taken three wide receivers in a row. Uh, Godwin, Ayuk, Devontae Smith, and I am ecstatic that uh, Cortland Sutton is falling down here to the uh, to seventh round to me because last year he missed most of the year with the ACL tear. Year before that, dude was the uh, clear wide receiver num- number one for this team. Yeah, so for sure. I think if he can get back to that uh, level of play, he's going to be great again. Uh, make Cortland yeah. Sutton great again is what I've been doing <laughs> coming out of camp. <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to go with Court and Sutton here in the second like round. So, after that, uh, we had Debo Samuel, another guy I was looking at. Jalen Waddle was kind of hoping he would fall to me because I love his potential as a rookie this year. 
Uh, first defense goes. First defense, yeah. yeah. Ronald Jones and then the Buccaneers defense going already in the eighth round. I am definitely like a mm. round 13 to 15 defense guy. I am totally fine with streaming defenses every week. Um, Like yeah. if I don't get obviously like a top three defense, I'm totally fine just going with a different yeah. one every week. I believe yeah, I like went on – I believe I went D on like 13-12 or something like that in our I mean I guess it was 13-10 but yeah in our yeah. in our dynasty league like yeah that was about where I felt and I still got like Washington football team like I was still one of the earliest defense pickups at that point so mm. All right so um I've taken four wide receivers in a row here I think I'm not going to take my tight end yet hoping 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 we're not thinking of the same. I feel like we might not be thinking of the same guy. I think I've got a good chance to get my guy still if I don't take him with this pick. Um, so I'm going to be looking at running back here just to add some depth there. And I see that Damian Harris is still available. He is the presumed starter for the New England Patriots who just traded away Sony Michelle. So less depth at running back. That means Damian Harris is going to get uh, more carries. And on top of that, Cam Newton is not going to be stealing away goal line carries, which was a big thing for... Um, uh, New England yeah. running back last year. So this guy's going to get a ton of looks. Uh, I'm not sure Sleeper has reflected that in their projections yet. They still got him pretty low. And uh, I think eighth round is pretty good value for Damian Harris. So that's who I'm taking. Here. Yeah, I like that pick. Bringing Brendan to the board, we will see if we're thinking of the same guy or if he's even going to take his guy here. Uh, no, I mean, I think I can wait another round on my guy. Uh, really, right now, this round, it's between Brandon Cooks, Antonio Brown, and Kenyon Drake, uh, who I'm going to reach and take Kenyon Drake really early here. Okay. I just like him in that Rams offense a lot. Mm. I'm sorry, in that Vegas offense a lot. Okay, I was about to say, uh, I got yeah. some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he's the, I don't he's like anybody in that, ram- in, in that <laughs> Vegas offense, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, he's the presumed backup for Josh Jacobs, but they gave him a bunch of money this offseason, which, I mean, that certainly they're going to use him. So uh, we'll see. Especially about PBR. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So after you took Drake, went Matthew Stafford, Rob Gronkowski, Brandon Cooks, who you were just talking about, and then James Conner. And that brings Jacob to the board with the 8-10. Yeah, so I think I'm actually going to go ahead and – wrap up my wide receivers here this is like something i saw like um when i was looking because i was looking at like what a more early running back heavy draft would look like i was looking at some strats and stuff like that um and i saw like a couple people say that they really like to just go like straight down the line with wide receivers i know that you did the same danger like once you get Mm -hmm. a couple like running backs you feel pretty good about you can pick up a really solid like wide receiver crew i think you're going to be in for a pretty good season especially if it's on like a bunch of different offenses that you have a lot of faith in um so with that in mind i'm actually going to jump down a couple like presumed picks here and go for antonio brown over um, yeah over landry or uh shinquil i think here uh i i'm kind of surprised to see antonio brown like being presumed to be having like not one of his better seasons because like Tom Brady and Antonio Brown to me is like a match made in hell. And like the way that these two, (laughs) and and, and, like the way that these two like most want it to be, you know what I mean? Like, I think like 
there I think that there's nothing better for the Tampa Bay brand than for like those two players to have like a tremendous season together. And I think if Antonio Brown has like one good game, you're gonna he's gonna have like however many games they have left in the season, like pretty solid. So yeah, I, I think I, I like him a little bit more than Landry here, who I definitely like a lot, but I, I think Antonio Brown is going to be breeding at home this year in Tampa Bay. So there you go. Yeah, and this is a guy that was like the best receiver in football not very long ago. And now I feel like getting him in the eighth round is tremendous value. And I mean, yeah. Tom Brady obviously wants to play with this guy because he just keeps following him around everywhere. So right, I think that's a great pick for you. So after you took Antonio Brown, went Trevor Lawrence, Jarvis Landry, Michael Carter, and the Rams defense. So puts you back on the board with the 903. Yeah, we don't have like a tremendous set of running backs left. I'm definitely going to try and pick up a couple here or at least one. And I might look for some like higher value picks um, when it comes back to me if I don't like love the running back pool at that point. Uh, But right now I feel comfortable taking Zach Moss here. This is one of the running backs that um, I'm kind of interested in in Buffalo, which I think our listeners already know is an offense that like we're like really (laughs) keeping an eye on around here. I think that he's not going to have an amazing year, but um, he's definitely going to get some pretty solid touches, especially with um, one of the more um, keen eyes in the league at Josh Allen handing it off to him. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick up Moss here. All right. So after Moss went Mike Kosicki, LaVisca Chenault, Robert Tunyon, Joe Burrow. Oh, my God. Was Tunyon your guy? No, Tunyon was not my guy. Um, oh, but how about Team cause... Six taking Gronk and Tunyon? Oh Back wow! Yeah, I didn't even think about that bold strategy there for Team Six, <laughs> doubling up on. I think the I only took T in our in our draft. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I do in most drafts. Like I I try yeah. to load I'd load up on like wide receivers and run. I'd take flyers on late rounds for those guys because I, I take mean, double QB over I mean, double they don't tight end. I was like, yeah, yeah. So okay, Brendan, you're on the board with the nine oh eight tough pick here uh every part of me wants to take Corey davis so i think he's gonna have a phenomenal year for the jets Mm. um but i just already have four wide receivers and so i'm gonna take a running back and i'm gonna take one more pass catching running back duke johnson in houston and so hopefully between Kenyon drake and duke johnson one of them a david johnson oh my gosh (laughs) yeah Former number one uh, fantasy running back, David Johnson. Uh, what a fall from grace. But, I mean, he he has shown his ability to catch, catch passes. So, I think he's he's a, not a bad pick, for a, especially in the ninth round. So, I don't hate yeah. that. I'm going to go ahead and take my tight end here. Um, I'm going to be taking, because I'm, yeah. I'm going to be taking Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams. Um, not the biggest fantasy name, and he keeps slipping down pretty far in drafts. Uh, this is a guy that I'm definitely keeping my eye on because when he played uh, last year without Gerald Everett, who is now gone off the team, the other tight end they had, uh, he had four games in a row where he caught, or he uh, had over 100 receiving yards, and he was a top-ranked tight end in all those weeks. So I think he's in for a good yeah. year, especially catching passes from Stafford. So I'm going Higby here. Yeah, for sure. And then after me, I went Ryan Tannehill, Logan Thomas, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, Jalen Hurts, Darnell Mooney, who that kind of stinks because that's a guy I have my eye on. Uh, I think he'll he's going to have a good emerging second year. 
as a wide receiver out there in Chicago. So that brings me back up to the board, and I'm going to take a guy that uh, I also think is going to have a great year that Brendan passed up on in that last round. I'm going to be taking Corey Davis here in the 10th round. I Mm. think he's the number one receiver out there for the Jets, kind of going to be a safety blanket with some experience for a new quarterback. He's already been peppering him with targets in the preseason. I think Corey Davis is going to have a real productive year. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Uh, and I'm going to take the number two tight end available right now, the guy I had my eye on, um, and that is Hunter Henry, former Charger, who Ooh. will be playing tight end with a rookie quarterback. And so I really like uh, him on the Patriots this year with Mac Jones. Yeah, especially yeah, since Cam isn't the one throwing the ball. I mean, I think that just drives his value further up. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking around here. I think um, I I feel pretty comfortable with like the the minor differences between the running backs left on the on the board here. So I'm gonna go ahead and go wide receiver number five over running back. I think um, only because I think that Michael Pittman being left here at ten ten is kind of nuts to me um this is another pretty wild amount of value on a late wide receiver pick in my opinion uh, Pittman is very solid very wide receiver I think going to have an okay year I'm a, I'm a little worried with like quarterback or whatever but kind of similar to what I said with like NYG you know you want to go with what works in situations like this where like you're um you, you know your locker room isn't as altogether as you were hoping it would be so yeah i'm feeling pretty good about this pickup here yeah and there's news that ty uh, T. hilton's gonna be missing some time this season with a Mm -hmm. um, disc issue in his neck so that pretty much that presumably bumps Pittman up to the number one receiver in that offense so i think that's a good pick uh after you went irv smith from the vikings uh Butker from KC, the kicker, <laughs> the Ravens defense, and a guy that I was kind of <laughs> hoping would fall to me in this next round, Mike Williams from the Chargers. Don't know if he would have got past Brendan, but uh, now you're back on the board. He would have. Three. He would have got past you? You don't know no faith in Mike Williams? Uh, No. No, okay. <laughs> I guess that tells me all I need to know about Mike Williams. <laughs> but I think he's got great potential. But go ahead with the 11 3 yeah, I'm going to keep it sleazy over here in Indianapolis, I think. Um, I'm going to pick up Hines as well, who is a running back that I feel pretty good about over there. Um, just in general, I mean, I think I've said this on our show before. Like, I mean, it, if you go back to like when we did our over-under on every team, back when we still thought Carson Wentz was going to be like the centerpiece in this offense, like we both felt pretty good about the Colts uh, because I think that their offense is – I'm not going to say stacked, but I, I think it's very solid. Like I think they have a very well-put-together offense and um, I – feel good about like any week that like, you know, cause I have like some pretty tremendous wide receivers and running backs ahead of these guys, but you know, any given week where Indianapolis has, uh, you know, either of the like defenses, they luckily get to play two games a year against, or like another mm. pretty easy opponent like that. I could definitely see me slotting in this like Heinz and Pittman combo. So yeah, I'm going to go and pick that up here. All right. Yeah. Heinz a good pass catching running back. So, not a bad pick here in the 11th round after you went Mayfield, Justin Tucker, Curtis Samuel, uh, Marquise Brown, 
puts Brandon on the board with the 1108. Shout out to Team 7. Was definitely looking at Marquise Brown. Uh, wanted a potential wide receiver one. Um, but we're still looking at wide receiver. And we're going to go with McCole Hardman here. Oh. Maybe a handicap for Tyreek. Betting on a uh, second-year breakout from Cole Hardman here. Uh, very speedy guy. Obviously, if you can get a piece of the Chiefs offense, doesn't hurt. Um, he was a little disappointing at times last year, but I think he's in for a pretty solid season this year. I don't hate that pick at all. Puts me at the 11.09. I've got, what have I got? I've got five receivers already. I've got three running backs. So running back depth, maybe I can look for one more running back here, take a flyer on a guy. Um, and looking at the running backs, first guy I'm seeing, Jamal Williams for Detroit. So DeAndre Swift is obviously the uh, number one on their depth chart. But DeAndre Swift has been missing a lot of practice time with different injuries. He's got had a groin injury, core injury, and his head coach has spoken about how he is a little worried about his conditioning. So I think Jamal Williams, especially early, is going to be getting a lot of looks. So I'm fine taking Jamal Williams here in the 11th round. And then after me went Michael Gallup, and then the Bills defense, Young Way Koo, uh, Justin Fields, Tyler Bass, 49ers defense, and that puts me back at the 12.04. So, hmm, here, I'm not super interested in the running backs that are left, Tony Pollard, Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle. Um, wide receivers, we can take some shots on some uh, young guys, Henry Ruggs, maybe a second-year breakout, Elijah Moore, the rookie out of New York, but I've already got Corey Davis, so I'm not going to be looking at him. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and take a QB, which is not something I usually do in drafts, and this is not a guy that's probably going to be starting in uh, even the beginning of the season, but I think the upside for this guy, once he does start playing, is going to be tremendous, and I'm going to take Trey Lance here in the 12th round. Nice. And I will be taking Evan Ingram right behind you. Um, athletic tight end. Yeah. If he, uh, if he gets his injury crap together, very, very solid TE2 for you on your team. Then after you went Ruggs, uh, Sanders, the kicker from Miami, the Browns defense, Ryan Suckup, the kicker from Tampa Bay, putting Jacob back on the board. Yeah, I'm trying to think about my options here. Uh, backpool and I'm pretty comfortable with all of the options I have here like in this next tier or whatever so I'm gonna go with a little bit of an odd pick here and I'm gonna pick up uh Jameis Winston as my QB2 okay um, kind of I just like I like the idea of a feast or famine QB as like your backup choice like um I went for Stafford like kind of early as a QB2 and in our other league um because like the Rams offense and, and him especially is like a player I can trust into 
have some games where it's like, oh, he's going to light it up that game. And Winston is like no different. The problem is going to be like, like catching the fire at the right time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's going to be, it's going to be about like, I correctly identifying when those games are going to be, but I do think he's going to have them. And, um, like I said, like, I mean, when I have Josh Allen, it's not like there's going to be weeks where I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Should I go Kirk cousins or Josh Allen? Like it's always (laughs) going to be Josh Allen, but there is going to be some weeks where I'm, where I'm a little curious about the Jameis Winston matchup. You know what I mean? So I think I'm going to go with that here. All right. Then after you went Marquez Callaway, Jameis Winston's number one target this season and Tony Pollard, Deshaun Watson coming off the board. Uh, very interesting pick. Probably not going to play at all this year. Possibly not ever again. Yeah. Elijah Moore. And now you're back on the clock with the 1303. Presumably this will be the last positional pick for each of us. Cause I think we'll be forced to draft a kicker in defense after this. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of expected that. Yeah, um, with that in mind, I am thinking I'm looking at the remaining running backs here just to even it up, go for that five and five, which seems to be like the the de facto draft. I mean, it seems to me like it's five and five, and then you either go QB two or tight end two, right? Like, I don't know, you guys play more fantasy than me. Is that usually how, what you see? So typically I'm comfortable having more wide receivers on my team than running backs just because there's so many more uh, potentially productive uh, wide receivers than running backs, especially in PPR leagues. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's definitely not a bad idea to try and even it up there. Yeah, I actually – okay, I'm actually going to go a little – okay, I want to try something different then. I think I'm going to go for a second tight end here, which was like the other thing I was considering. Um so I think I'm going to go with Smith here out of New England. Um, th- this is just an offense that I'm already a little curious about this year. I think we've talked about it a few times on the show. Um, I don't really know how, like, what to expect out of any of these guys, um, like, especially after this announcement that Mac is going to be taking over over there. But I do know that Bill Belichick it, is very good at helping quarterbacks find, like, routes of success. So um, I – I'm. I like the idea of having this guy on the back burner, and you know, if the if this offense starts turning out a little bit more than Buffalo, I mean, than Baltimore, which could easily happen, um, then I can see me swatching, swapping Smith in for uh, Andrews here. So I'm going to go with that. Love this pick. They love yeah. two tight end sets. Yeah, absolutely. So after your Johnny Smith pick, we got Fonzie oh. coming off the board, Sony Michelle. Uh, Marvin Jones and Greg Zerloin. Uh, who uh, who made you make that noise, Brendan? Was it Marvin Jones? Greg the leg. Greg, Greg the, the leg. leg. Oh, you're eyeing up Greg the leg here. <laughs> so looks like we're just gonna have to go Patriots defense. Patriots they spent a lot of money on it. They did. So. Got a lot of players coming back from COVID. Uh, here I'm gonna take my last positional player, a, gla- a guy that I'm very glad fell all the way down here. I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, He's shown flashes in years past, and that was playing behind Julio and Ridley. And now uh, Julio's gone, so he's going to be the presumed number two on this team. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very productive offense. I think uh, Gage is in for a good year here. So I'm very happy to get him in the 13th. So after that went Blankenship, Devontae Parker, Rashad Bateman, Zach Ertz, J.D. McKissick, 
Chuba Hubbard, which is just a fun name to say, Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> uh, definitely a football player name, but puts me on the clock with the 14.04. So I'm looking at kicker or defense here. Um, kickers, I feel like once you get past the obvious guys like Justin Tucker, uh, Young Way Koo, it really doesn't matter that much with kickers. I'll, that's another uh, Tyler Bass, maybe also for Buffalo, is a guy I keep my eye on sometimes. But kickers and defense, I'm pretty much going to be streaming most of the year. I'm going to go and pick up the Dolphins defense just because they generated a lot of turnovers last year, and I like that. So I'll go with the Dolphins defense here. I like that. Nice. Uh, we're going to go kicker here in my second to last round, and I'm going to go Prater. Matt Prater, proven. Now kicking for the Cardinals, which didn't know that, but I guess we all... Learning new stuff today. After that, Jared Cook. Matt Ryan. Oh, how happy I am. Oh, how happy I am. Indianapolis uh, we're gonna... and the happiest guy in the call, Jacob. The happiest guy in the call is going to go ahead and pick up the Denver Broncos here. So uh, <laughs> this is actually oh, a perfect man. time for me to follow up on something I said earlier. Um, I'm a little bit back on the hopium train. Um, I think that Denver has almost certainly their best like post Peyton season ahead of them. Like what well, almost certainly um, our schedule is so freaking easy this year. We have like seven to 10 of like the worst offenses in the league ahead of us. Um, and not to mention Vaughn is back on the field and any Broncos fan will tell you that like Vaughn's importance to this team, like cannot be, overstated like he is so fundamental to this defense and mm -hmm. um i i think that he's going to um really light up the rest of this young roster that didn't really have like somebody to look up to last year so yeah denver has a, a great set of offenses ahead of them and um and their defensive centerpiece back on the table so i'm very 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 happy with this i would take the denver defense in every draft if i could let's get it I'm going to pick them go. up. I've, I've clicked on them instead of adding them on accident. <laughs> after, after you went Mr. COVID himself, COVID Beasley, and then uh, <laughs> Latavius Murray, Nelson Aguilar, Jason Myers, and back to Jacob for your 15th and final pick. Heck yeah. All right. I'm looking at the uh, kickers that we have here on the table. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Crosby. He just like is – probably the safest bet out of what's remaining. Also not to mention like the green Bay offense is going to generate a lot of points and um, good offenses means, you know, a lot of extra kicks or, and a lot of field goal range attempts. So um, yeah, I feel pretty good about this pickup and I feel insane about this draft. And if, if I, if I could just like move this draft to like a redraft league and play with this team right now, like I absolutely. Would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, after you, Rondell Moore, Austin Hooper, <laughs> Jacoby Myers, Alexander Madison, the guy I really wanted to get to. Brendan already made his pick. Uh, maybe thought this would slide under the table. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's really hone in on the on this 15th pick for Brendan here. Went with the Mr. Tim Tebow, uh, listed as a tight end <laughs> for Jacksonville. But neither of those things are really true. Let's talk about this pick. <laughs> Well, you know, he, he may have been released and is not on an NFL franchise currently at the moment. Um, but I just think there's just so much upside here for Tim <laughs> Tebow. Uh, <laughs> change. 
Uh, I also like how they have him listed as 11 years of experience on the app. Yeah, uh, I mean, mm, questionable at best. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah, if he can get back to playing like he did uh, 15 years ago in college, I think this is a great pick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that puts probably my real pick would have been Fitzpatrick. Also, Fitzpatrick here. Okay, yeah, that's a good late round uh, backup QB to take. He's, you know, he's gonna have some weeks where he randomly is throwing 500 yards and five touchdowns. So, um, so I gotta take a kicker here. I don't have one yet. Don't really care about any of these kickers. I think, um, my first thought was to go with Jake Elliott just for a homer pick. Uh, he made a 61 yard field goal in his rookie year with the Eagles. Uh, that Super Bowl season. But I'm actually going to go with uh, my only piece, or one of my only pieces of the San Francisco offense here. I'm going to go with Robbie Gold. I think they're going to score a lot. So there you go. Disgusting. All right. <laughs> Disgusting. All right. Oh, look at that. Convert. Oh, never mind. So um, let's go ahead and let's just everybody go through your rosters. Let everybody know who you picked up. So starting with Jacob, and then we'll do Brandon and myself. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, I got uh, Derek Henry in the first round, and then I picked up uh, Harris in the second, Allen in the third, Andrews in the fourth, Woods in the fifth, Smith Schuster in the sixth, Judy in the seventh, Brown in the eighth, Moss in the ninth, Pittman in the tenth, Hines in the eleventh, Winston in the twelfth. Um, Smith, the tight end, I guess I should say, with a name as simple as that, <laughs> and the 13th, uh, the Broncos D in the 14th, and then Crosby in the 15th. There you go. And for my team, uh, my running backs are Saquon, who I got in the first round, Miles Sanders, who I got in the third round, and then the combo of Kenyon Drake and David Johnson to finish off my running backs. As a wide receiver, we have DK and Amari as my starters with the upside of Odell and Chase Claypool and potentially McCole Hardman. And then at tight end, we have Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram, who I think one of those guys uh, will have a breakout year this year. Herbert at quarterback, we feel safe there. And we have the Patriots and Matt Prater. You, uh, you feel, when you were mentioning your tight ends, you left the guy off. He's a backup quarterback. We're your quarterback. That's yeah, the back. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then for me, quarterback, I've got Kyler Murray with Trey Lance as my backup. Running back, I've got Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson. I've got uh, Damian Harris and Jamal Williams. And then wide receiver, I've got Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Smith, Cortland Sutton, Corey Davis, and Russell Gage. And then at tight end, I got Tyler Higby from the Los Angeles Rams. And then Robbie Gold as my kicker, Miami Dolphins as my defense. So that'll finish up our mock draft. What would you guys think of that? Yeah, I I really feel like I murdered this, honestly. I, I mean, I just like I, – I know that part of this is not – to, not to downplay either of you guys either or anything like that. Just like I, I would walk away from this draft very, very happy, I think. Um, I, I'm wondering how much of that is the computer just being kind of goofy and like giving us a lot of free stuff. But I felt like I, I got insane value out of basically every pick. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah, I think you should be. Heck yeah. What, what do you guys think? My team's okay. It, it hinges a lot on Saquon here. Um, yeah. 
I don't know if I would like my team too much. I don't know. I got I got good value at wide receiver. I'll say that. Yeah, and you've you definitely got some uh boom potential at wide receiver if uh, all those guys can play up to their potential. I mean, that's a good wide receiver group. But uh yeah, how I, do you I, feel, I, Anthony? I really like my team, Aaron Jones, as a I feel like he's a safe first round running back. He's always gonna have a lot of production. Um, I feel good about my receivers. Going to have a lot of targets between all of them. And uh, like I said, Higby is a tight end that I've been targeting in pretty much every draft. I haven't really got him in any of my real drafts, so that's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. He always goes a little earlier than I'm wanting to take him. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with this team. I like this team. Heck yeah. Yeah, I think all three of us got pretty good drafts, which again makes me a little skeptical that it might be the computer more than anything. But um yeah, I think I think this this was a spicy experience. I had a lot of fun. I like after like the first couple of rounds, I was like, oh, okay, I see how this process works. This is awesome. <laughs> like because yeah. we were talking about it beforehand. I was like, I do not know how this is gonna work, but I'm curious <laughs> about it. Yeah, you seemed a little a uh, little hesitant at first, but I fig I thought this would be something that you would enjoy doing. And I think yeah, for sure. I, I, I enjoy it. listening to other people do mock drafts. So I mean I thought it'd be a good idea. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, this was fun. We should do this next year. Um, Definitely. But luckily, we don't have to worry about doing any weird apps for the rest of this year, right, Andy? You want to talk about it? Oh, absolutely. You guys already know next Thursday night, the Dallas Cowboys are going to open up the season getting demolished by the Super Bowl champion, (laughs) the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be a good day. Um, oh, and next man. week, next week we're going to be getting back to our NFL's meat and potatoes, uh, picking every game. Coin will finally be back with us uh, after that long hiatus. I'm excited. I cannot wait to talk for ten minutes about Jaguars versus Texans week one. Oh yeah, it's going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite thing about NFL is is like the 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 quality of the teams does not doesn't matter as much as like the how closely ranked we think the teams are like we <laughs> yeah absolutely we, we will spend like way more time talking about Jags Texans than we will ever spend talking about like Steelers Bills or something <laughs> like that <laughs> um, but yeah I'm I'm really excited to get back into the meat and potatoes but I've had a lot of fun um, with these episodes these last couple of months and it was a joy to have you on once again Brendan thank you for joining us tonight oh thank you so much for having me boys uh, anytime you know I love being on the show so heck yeah yeah I um, love having you on it's a good time absolutely i am i'm just so excited to pick some games man i don't know what else to say so get back here next week listeners because this has all just been this has all just been the pre-dinner like bread you know what i mean like so don't get full because spaghetti is coming you know what i'm saying so (laughs) (laughs) i think i think i'm gonna leave it on that note my name is jacob wilkinson my name is drew wade and as i mentioned coin will be here next week he will be here. And the coin says follow us on Twitter, by the way, at NFLs. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> See you.